0: Into conversations with Dee, I am starting my second season, and who I have is Mr. Little Pie McElveen. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having You're me. You're welcome.
0: Here. You're welcome. Thank you for, Thank you for coming.
1: I'm, so, I'm I'm always honored, like and humble, when people allow me to, you know, come on their platform and share my story, because I feel like you know this this is all new to me. And just for you to even, you know, um, accept me here is is just an honor. But I thank you, though.
0: You're welcome, most definitely. So, um, how did your journey start?
1: <sighs> which journey are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Any, j- I mean. So you're <laughs> you know, an author. You're a mentor. You're an educator. You're a public speaker. So all of them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, my journey just started. Basically, I mean, through life in general. You know, first day you know, in existence. That's that's when everyone's journey starts. Um, and we just kind of navigate through life and kind of create these paths, you know, in hopes that we can be a positive influence or make a positive impact on someone's life. So sometimes we're even going through things that we don't like to go through or that's not comfortable for us, not knowing that we're being set up to assist someone else to help them get through, you know, their particular uh, journeys or their their personal situations or, you know, their downfalls in life. Because of one thing I, I do know is that not everyone is built to climb out of it, you know, uh, without having that extra support or that person to say, oh, they went through that too. So maybe I can win if I just, you know, follow these same steps and, you know, move, move on. So that's how my journey ultimately began Um, in terms of being an author. That was just from my own personal experience going through the divorce, you know, and that story alone just stuck with me and resonated with me enough to want to share from a man's perspective on, you know, how we have to tackle the whole divorce thing as well cuz we often hear the lady side of the story and um and then for men it's never a positive you know when you hear about you know how the men went through the situation or what they did and the process so you know I wanted to share man that not all of us guys man just just leave the homes and neglect the kids and you know just want to be gone so it, that wasn't that wasn't the case at all so years later after I got comfortable enough, I just felt like it was something that needed to be shared with, you know, so many other people.
0: And you mentioned something that's like, really, I mean, like the key right there to the point when people go through a divorce. So my parents got divorced. It was final when I was in the fourth grade. So I, I seen firsthand from, my mother, like what she experienced, it's a long story, and I'm not, I'm not bashing anybody. You know, my parents. I have a pretty good relationship with my parents, but at the end of the day, I definitely get it. the The guy is sometimes put in a negative light, and sometimes he's not the bad guy, and sometimes the what the woman is putting a bad light too, and sometimes she ain't the bad guy. And then the kids, ultimately, they suffer because of the whole tripes and the the different um nuances that go into it like people are mad bitter all kinds of bittersweet feelings and you know it's it's really interesting to hear different stories or whatnot so I think that's a great a, a great title for it the transition my journey yes yeah
1: um I mean but that even even with so many things that go on in a breakup, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so caught up in our own emotions that we forget about the important components in that whole thing, right? So like you say, um, you've seen so many things happen when your parents, you know, divorced. I I consciously made sure that I did not, under any circumstances, um, say anything negative about my ex wife, you know what I mean? Around or to my children, like That was just a conscious decision because at the end of the day, one thing about kids is they grow up, right? Um, So they see how everything plays out. (laughs) So at some point in life, they have to be the one that make their own personal decisions. So you don't wanna, I personally anyway, didn't wanna try to influence them one way or another because here's the deal. Your mother and I may not get along, you know. um, However, that's still your mother. So you're still going to respect her regardless of what's going on between her and I. And I'm still your dad, and you're still gonna respect me regardless of what's going on. So, I mean, my thing is, you never wanna put that type of energy into your kids, man, because you put them in a compromising position and, and it's not cool. It's never cool.
0: I agree. It is. And I and I applaud my mother and my grandmother for that because they never said anything negative about my father around me. And I believe like when I got a certain age or whatnot, that's when I figured out a lot of stuff or whatnot. And at the end of the day, you know, things happen and they work out for the best or whatnot. I mean, me and my father, we got back cool or whatnot many, many years ago, and that's not to bash him or anything, things, you know, he apologized to me and I I, I forgave him many, many moons ago because forgiveness is something that starts with ourselves. It's for us. And so at the end of the day, I forgave him. It was, it was no issue whatsoever. And I thank him for explaining that to me because it allowed me as a as an adult, as a young woman to understand things and to also help me and guide me through different relationships. Because when you don't have that with your father as a female, you might navigate into relationships that you shouldn't be going into. And so I thank my father for that because I got an opportunity to hear that. So you, you speak on some very important things that I think a lot of people, they don't get. They're bashing I, I the mean, people yeah. with everything. But
1: but here's, here's the deal, right? Like I often say, man, like it's, divorce is just a tough situation, you know what I mean? Like it's devastating. Like it creates a pain, like, you know what I mean? Like none of that. I often say it's, it, you know, the death of marriage, it's kind of, it's so tough because Mm-hmm. Even physical death has a finality to it, right? So you have these situations where, you know, you have to really, man, listen, it's some dark days, right? And you have to really navigate through this whole entire process. So to bring that extra extra energy that don't, don't need to be, you know, in the equation, it, it makes it tougher for the transition, right? So now you have your kids who first of all, the adults made the decision to break apart, right? So now this decision was forced upon the kids. Mm -hmm. So why would you want to cause any more trauma than what you already put them through by making this selfish decision to begin with? So the last thing I wanted to do was, Mm -hmm. Mm A, I made a promise to my kids that I will always be there for you and with you, right? We're not going to make this a relationship where I only see you on birthdays, holidays, or, you know, vacation. Then we're not doing that. That's not what it was prior to the divorce. So that it will never be. So I just wanted to assure them, A, it wasn't your fault, right? And B, I'm not going anywhere. Just to try to give them some sense of, you know, security that okay we're gonna be all right so even though um they still pain it hurt and you know they had to see the whole separation you know happen what i consciously did though was when we when i got myself together after you know i moved out i i kind of moved probably a block away from where they live and i did it so that they can still have that experience of uh, coming home from school, still seeing daddy, still mm-hmm. seeing mommy. So they had those options. Daddy's only a block away. We can still go hang out with dad. Or we could stay the night and leave dad's house and go to school, you know. So you can see me. You can still see me every day. So mm-hmm. that's why I made that particular decision, just so that they can have that sense of familiarity with saying, you know what, hey. Right. I'm a still my I'm a still see dude. Like, that's just what it is. Like he's not running from us. He's not pushing us off. So yeah, I mean, I definitely I made some conscious decisions, man, to make sure that I put my kids first, you know what I mean? Over my particular feelings and what I was feeling during the whole process.
0: And that's awesome to know that because a lot of people like, Oh my God, you see some, Ooh, some Jerry Springer type, Ricky Lake type, Jenny Jones type stuff. and I'm like, it doesn't even have to get that far. And it's just pettiness. Like It really is like, oh, well, you know what? You're not going over there because I don't like the girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, no, this is what people will say. Oh, you're not going over there because I don't like the boyfriend. And I don't, you know, she thinks she cute. He thinks he all that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, wow, that's a mess.
1: And I'm not a (laughs) drama. Like, I don't, I don't like not only don't I like drama, I'm I'm really I really don't like altercations. Like I don't, I'm not. Like people don't believe me, but people that know me understand. Like I'm really like, anytime there's a situation with ah, I'm like I like to you know, like remove myself from the situation because it's like it's so unnecessary from time. It's so unnecessary, and like you say, they turn it into this whole big free for all. So here's the deal, right? So you do get that situation and I do understand, cause I've been around people who has, oh, they're not going over there because, because of that. And, and I do have, you know, kids that are outside my marriage from, you know, prior to being married. Mm-hmm. So I, I faced those things as well where, oh, my he's not coming to you, you know, I've, I've been through that. So my thing was, I did everything necessary to avoid those particular situations, even dating, like, I I would not date because I felt like my main um, focus was making sure my kids got through this divorce process. Hmm. So I just, everything I I'm, I'm being totally, and everything was about them for me. Everything was about them, their comfort level, them being, uh, good with the way things were going. So nothing was about me. So I just kind of, through my personal feelings out of the window, because as a dad, you wanna make sure your kids are good. So, and I often tell men, man, like they get caught up with the, oh, well, she's going to date this guy. And listen, at the end of the day, those are your kids. Those are your responsibilities. Those are your pumps. You did all that, right? So here's what we do, right? We still gotta be man enough to take care. So even if we divorce the wife, we can't divorce the kids. That's true. The kids are dealing with enough trauma. You want to put them through extra trauma because of your personal feelings about you think she should, shouldn't date this dude, or you don't want your kid. My thing is I didn't care who she dated as long as they love respect and took care of my kids. Right Amen. Now, now, if you do anything to harm them in any way, emotionally, physically, mentally, now you have to deal with me. As much as I don't like confrontation, when it comes down to my babies, I have no problem. Like, I don't like confrontation, but there's no hesitation when you start messing with them. And then then the guy in me really comes out. But yeah, I, I mean my thing is, yeah, the why. Why? So yeah, I, I really didn't want to get into the oh, they can't be around him or and and they got old enough to. To the point where they felt like that situation, whether a situation was comfortable for them or not, where they can discuss it. And I, I always have this open conversation with my kids so that if they're not comfortable with something, come see me, let me know, you know, you can talk to me like, and, and it's not a problem. And we, we have these conversations without me judging you or without me intimidating you or making you feel like you can't talk to me. In any way, shape or form. Like I I never want to be that to my kids because, man, life is tough on us as adults. So just imagine teenagers going into young (laughs) adulthood like it's really tough on them. So, Mm -hmm. you don't you don't want to be an enemy along with the rest of the enemies that's already facing like they're already going to face in life as they become adults and go out on their own.
0: And that's, that's true. Like, I'm just fortunate that I was blessed. I had my grandmother, um, She since passed on, but I had her in my life and I had positive and important figures in my life that made sure that, you know what, nothing was going to happen like that. And also I had a very close relationship with my grandmother. So I told her everything. I was like, granny, I don't like that person. That person was mean to me. And she would always be my advocate and advocate those things to my mother in a way that she understood it. And so I was very blessed to have that. And I would just say, like, literally, I was fortunate. My grades didn't slip, thank God. Because that's another part of yeah. it that people don't oh, yeah. See. Those kids start misbehaving because they want love and attention. They don't get that. And that's why some of these kids are are doing that. And people are so often like trying to tell people stuff. But no, if you just listen, you'll hear what you need to hear. Sometimes we don't need to give the answer. The the kid knows the answer most of the time where a person knows the answer. It's just that they want you to listen to them and hear them out. And people don't listen. That's the, the problem. A lot of people don't do enough active yeah. listening.
1: No, because we grow up we grew up in this in this society where I'm the parent. What I say, go, I don't you don't have no, you know, things like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm connected to my kids in ways that like it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. I can call them and they'll be like, oh, man, because they know <laughs> what I know, like their energy is off and I, and I, that's because I'm just that into mm-hmm. my kid. Like even my current lady, right. We've been together for some time. Her mm-hmm. kids aren't my biological kids, mm-hmm. but I have that same connection with them. Right. So although I can be the mean guy from time to time, and I and I can be that because as a dad, you just want to, you know, because I considered me dad with them as well. So you always want to, well, mom's kind of, you know, loose in certain <laughs> areas. You always want to be the, the guy, you want to be the enforcer. I often tell my kids like, I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm cool. I don't need 20 year old friends. I'm like, I'm past that, that stage. Like if I'm hanging out with 20 year olds, then somebody needs Something to come is check Something wrong, me. Yeah. yeah. So even with her kids and in the beginning, I started, I used to be like, oh man, they're not used to this, right? And maybe they won't like me because they'll think I'm mean. Or they'll be like, oh, this guy again. However, it is actually like, like reverse. They like, oh man, when is, like we haven't seen him in a while? When is he, you know, so but one thing I learned is that kids understand one key component. And they understand when someone truly loves them and has their best interest at heart. When they feel that connection. None of that other stuff even matter, man. Like you can be the crazy guy. You can, you know, okay. you can mm-hmm. be like, oh, mm-hmm. pick that up. Oh, why are you doing this? You can be mm-hmm. that guy because they're like, wow. It's like they love stru- a, they love structure, right? Mm-hmm. And B, they just love to have that connection with someone mm-hmm. that they feel like he's he's on my side, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a part mm-hmm. of him. I'm a part of him and his heart. And he truly loves me in a way that like only you can, you know, you can want to be loved as a, as a kid growing up into young adulthood. So yeah, it's, it's, man, it's challenging and not all the time you lay down, man, and you think you're doing the right thing. You, you don't, you don't know, man. And then every once in a while, just that little conversation or that little text message or that little, you know, my, my ladies, kids from time to time, they'll call me, I miss you. I love you. You know, and these are like 16, 17, you know, and I get that. Same thing with my kids. My, I, in, in the book, I actually um, took a picture of a text message one of my sons sent me when he was in college, right? And this is one of the dudes, man, that when his mother and I separated, I thought I was going to, like, really do some time in prison behind this guy. Like, he was just, and even with me being around, he was still at this point, man, where he was just like, like, Crazy, crazy. So I'm like, yo, what's going on with this dude? Like, seriously, what's going on? Um, but this, he texted me one one day, man, and just like, um, pretty much just reassured me that I did all the right things, man. Like that, you're my king. I love you, man. Every decision you ever made on behalf of me, like he and I shared that in the book as well, where I also allowed uh, my kids to write an open letter to express how they felt about the situation just so that people can see man like more than anything that part of it is super important man just making sure that your kids are good you have your kids back man and you you still continuously give them that love in spite of the Mm -hmm. way things turned out between your mother you know their mother Mm -hmm. and yourself so yeah
0: yeah And that's definitely true. I definitely agree. And then also, it depends on how old the child is at the time that the person gets a divorce because things are different. Because I know some people and their parents got a divorce like when they're in their 20s and they are so mad. Like they are so resentful. And I said "I I look like that's the best expression I gave because I'm just like you can feel how you feel, but It's different when you are, (laughs) when you're younger, I can understand a person being, feeling some kind of way, but when you're older and you're past, you didn't went to college, whatever you, you went to military, you, whatever, trade school, that's a bit special. That's, that's a special something. No
1: yourself. People are selfish by nature. Yeah. By nature, people are selfish. So what happens is they don't understand, um, and I'm not the type of guy who will show if we're having a disagreement mm-hmm. or if things mm-hmm. aren't right. Mm-hmm. We work that out between us. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. A lot of kids don't understand that they have those type of parents that keep everything and, you know, closed house. And conversations happen in the in the bedroom between the two of them only. So the thing is, if you have those types of parents, they just always think it's all good right? So y'all been together this long and, and I'm 20 now. And now y'all, you know, they get selfish instead of not, and they don't understand that (laughs) they're they're not understanding that, hey, listen, moms and pops been really, you know, trying to string this thing along until you guys Mm -hmm. became adults so that, you know, they could be comfortable Mm
0: -hmm. in, in some
1: sense. And right now, you know, nobody's thinking that they just think all oh. so yeah just some people are just selfish
0: yeah it, i i agree like i i know some people personally who went through that and i had to let them know personally i love you man i love you sis i love you bro but that's selfish and you know at the end of the day your parents have a right to move on and be happy yeah. Oh, yeah. and th- you you're right you're you they didn't raise you right and yeah. you grew up you're fine And you got to stop being, um, you know, being that way and and get over it.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, (laughs) because they already sacrificed so much of their their life just to make sure that you still had that that family environment. Right. I wasn't doing that. I just that just wasn't going to happen for me. Like, but at the end of the day, like, that doesn't mean that you still have to be selfish enough at that age Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, flop. I want it my way or no way cuz that's what happens man these kids become spoiled brats even at 20 and 30 and 40 years old right right and then they don't expect their kid their parents to want to live and yeah, your parents are 10 15 20 years older than you so you got to they got to enjoy some of this stuff man before they get up out of here they can't just be miserable all their lives on your <laughs> behalf it's right? not going to happen
0: yeah that's i I, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And then you also have the other situation where sometimes the parents feel like they don't want to have a life. And it's like, you raised me right. It's time for you to have a life, man. Have a life.
1: Yeah, but you and know they, what that is? You know yeah, what that is? And, they become
0: and I, overprotective or
1: it's not even that.
0: Yeah. And and
1: this is kind of like rewind mm-hmm. like to the, the, the um the beginning of the book you know, mm-hmm. as the transition going, on. So what happens is, you know, a lot of people really don't like themselves, right?
0: Yeah, that's a lot of people.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> a lot of people. so and, and I say that to say this in a way where like people really don't like themselves to the point where um, you can go through so much trauma, right? And life in a relationship that you never take the time to fix yourself heal yourself, Mm -hmm. go, go through that process of complete healing. Right. Mm -hmm. So you jump right back into a new situation because, Mm -hmm. because you don't like, you know, you don't, you're scared to be alone, like, and have that time to yourself where you can rebuild yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and learn from some of the, the missteps that you may have taken in a relationship and, and become a better you during the process. So not everybody likes to do that. And it's only because, right? Mm-hmm. And I've had this conversation with people is because they don't want to relive the pain. But in every healing process, think about this, if you cut yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to pain while that cut is still fresh. Then it begins to go through periods where as it's healing, it'll itch a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. but it still hurts some as well. Mm-hmm. So, and then some people, right, they don't like to see that scab forming. Right. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they rip it off. Mm-hmm. And what happens? You're bleeding again and mm-hmm. it hurts again. Right. Because they don't want to continue the necessary process to get it to full healing where the scab forms and the scab eventually falls off itself. Then you, you know, you may have that little mark there, but it no longer hurts. So Mm -hmm. this is what people do with their own personal lives, their own hearts, their own, you know, uh, mental. uh, They they gamble it away because they don't want to go through the healing process because they want to avoid reliving that pain. However, you go into a new situation, just creating more pains because now you have that carryover effect. where you bring that with you because you never truly heal from it. And it just becomes an ongoing 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 cycle where like you're stuck you're stuck and and we have so many damaged adults because of mm-hmm. these cycles both male and female we have so many damaged adults because of and and i and i call them um her hidden,
0: people hurt people
1: yeah but i call them hidden wounds right
0: mm-hmm.
1: because So many people can get dressed up, smell good, look good, but inside they're hurt. So what happens is if they get into a new situation and their partner says, says something or Mm -hmm. does something that reminds you of a traumatic experience that you have, Mm -hmm. it creates those behaviors. It reopens that wound. And now because you haven't dealt with it fully is another process, right? Now you're ready to escape that situation. Now I got to go find somebody else to do the same thing to me because I'm not going to heal myself totally. I'm going to just keep jumping, jumping and jumping. And then you like, you know, like you just hurt forever.
0: And then some people will take it out. Like they'll say like, oh, I'm a, you know what? Because so-and-so did this to me. And this is just in relationships in general. Because so-and-so hurt me. You got to feel that pain. And guess what? You got to, you got to. Earn this, and I'm just like, so you gotta punish everybody because you mad.
1: I just learned, I just learned that some people, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. because of a certain hurt, Mm -hmm. they feel like they have to hurt you back. Like they don't know how to, they don't know how to talk and get over something. They, the only thing they know is because whatever hurt they've been through, or Mm -hmm. you may have caused them some some hurt, right? All they know is to hurt you back. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really just learned that. Like, I really did not know that, but I learned that. And, and it's a process, man. It's yeah. a process. But again, you have to be willing. You really have to be willing, man, to say, you know what, let me fix me. Like, I really got to fix me before I could, you know, really, really step into some things, man, because we're not always all right we're not always all right. So, That's you know, we, we just, and, and listen, we're adults, man. And we've all been through some things. So if we find someone, no one's perfect and mm-hmm. their doings. So we just have to be like, listen, let's take care of each other. So when we get to those, you know, crossroads or cross those paths where, okay, what you just did mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm. make me feel good. Mm-hmm. You can't become like, you know, Oh man, I, uh, you can't do all. You have to be like, you have to sit there, like you say. Got to be them listening ears, and you got to have compassion toward whoever that, you're with. That's right?
0: another thing that people do so, not have yes, right there. Yes. is so, empathy and compassion. You, but like, you have to. Yeah, yeah. You
1: have to, so that you can yeah. understand that your ways are creating more pain for an yeah. individual than they are helping an individual. So you definitely got to have that mm-hmm. compassion toward one another, man. And every argument isn't about who's right or who's wrong, man. And everything really isn't an argument. Sometimes people are just trying to make points mm-hmm. and help you see where we are versus what we need to be and mm-hmm. what we need to do as a unit to move past a bunch of things, man, sure. so that we can be good moving forward.
0: So. That's that's true, and, and it's it's really sad because like literally, so I teach sociology part time and whatnot, and um, so it's so funny like in the evenings or whatnot, it's it's hilarious. But um, so I always tell my students intersectionality that is real. So a lady by the name of Kimberly Crenshaw Williams, she was a lady that was on the trial for Anita Anita Hill and whatnot, and so and Clarence Thomas. So anyway she introduced that she coined that term saying that you know just because you may have experienced something does not mean that um another person a person could come in and say oh well because you didn't they didn't experience it that it didn't exist it did happen you just was fortunate so you have to have empathy and compassion and say you know what what's going on with that you know i hope everything's getting better with that and um you know i'm sorry that that happened and be sincere and genuine about that and a lot of people don't do that and it can it's at the end of, at the end of the day we're all interconnected in terms of class race gender and sexuality and all of that and so just because somebody experienced something like I know people say this oh well I went to a white school and I was called um smart for a black girl and so I heard a lot of a lot of people have t- said that to me So other people well they told me that you know, they experienced that. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm sorry that you you dealt with that. And I was like, I never experienced that. But I do know that other people have. And how did you deal with that? And how did you overcome that? It's never like, oh, you just lying. yeah, right. Because when you say that you're gaslighting the person, you're making that person relive that type of situation. And even with any situation, it's like, you don't tell people how they should feel. That's what people have to stop doing. Stop telling people how to feel. That's a problem in the black community. And it it probably is a problem in other communities too. But I'm saying for me being a black woman, I've noticed that that is what some of us, we tend to do. Well, you should feel this way. Well, you should do that. And I'm like, that's not your job to tell somebody how they should feel. They have a right to close off access from somebody who's toxic. And they can forgive that person but not deal with that person. But people try to make you feel bad for that though.
1: Well, listen, that's your thing. You can't make me feel bad for my yeah. decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. And right. Yeah. So I and, and I often say, man, people likes like to be others' heart navigators. Like you can't navigate my mm-hmm. heart. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: navigate your heart. Like if you yeah. if you know sometimes people be like, oh, guess who's dating such and such? Oh my God, why are they with them? Like instead of saying, Oh. That's what's up. They found someone who like who they can, you know, bond with, create a situation with. That's that's great for both of them. Everybody's always opinionated about someone else's situation. And then what happens is those opinions start forming in some some people's heads, and then they start looking at their own situation differently because of those opinions. And it creates this whole big situation, right? Mm -hmm. And then you end up losing out on what could have possibly been the best Mm -hmm. thing ever in your life because you allowed someone to dictate your, you know, heart navigation and who you should like and who you should Mm -hmm. love. And listen, I mean, everybody been through some things in Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I can't look at you differently because your journey was different than my journey. Mm-hmm. We just had two different journeys, but we both been through some things. So you just got to respect that. Mm-hmm. You have to honor that. And if you're going to get into a relationship with a person at, at our age, you have to be willing to be patient and kind and help. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you have to, and that's just that's just the God honest truth. Like, I mean, when I, what I suffer, I didn't mm-hmm. date for, like seriously date for like seven years because I just didn't feel like it was, A, I wanted to make sure my kids was good, right? B, I didn't want to um, have that carryover effect. So I didn't feel like it was um, fair to whomever I was going to get into a relationship with to have to deal with the negative, you know, from mm-hmm. the previous relationship mm-hmm. so what i did right to help me out with yeah. that process mm-hmm. um was i would go on a little date here or there just to test where my patients were to see if i was really ready for this right mm-hmm. and i did a couple of times i went out i even um young lady that i knew we actually like inboxed each other one day on facebook hadn't seen each other in a while so she was like you know and we was like i was like hey let's hang out she's like okay cool so she said what are you doing this friday i said nothing she was like uh okay uh you want to hang out this friday i said why don't you do this come come over to my place will <laughs> my lady is <laughs> my lady is in the chat right now she she's she loves to hear this particular story oh because, my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. She's telling me. She's telling me to tell the story. Like, oh, you
0: can see the chat, too? I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, wow. she's, she's telling oh, me wow. to tell this
1: story. She, uh-huh. she like she cracks up every time I tell it. Mm. Hey, baby. So I ain't hey, trying
0: to get nobody in trouble. No, oh so. no no
1: no. <laughs> she listen. No, I, no, we're far okay. from that. No, she. Okay. Okay. She's <laughs> listen. She was my proofreader for my book, so she. No, she's. Oh, awesome. oh no, nah, nah, she's so supportive of it. She wouldn't be on this interview if that was the case. But no, let me, but she loves this story though. So here's the deal, right? So we did, we linked up. I said, I'll tell you what, come to my house this Friday. We could do some, you know, we could do movies. I'll probably fix, you know, maybe some hot dogs and some hamburgers or something. Nothing major, you that's
0: know. classified just, as Netflix and chill.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. You know, and we'll we'll chill. Like, yeah, let's do that. Again, though, because okay, yeah. emotionally, I wasn't in Ready that, that space yet. So I just wanted to at least see if I could, you know, be in the same room with someone without, you know, having all these crazy, you know, feelings about something.
0: So it was so, a pre-date, it was a pre-date.
1: So, yeah, so we did, we did. So, you know, she came, we we set it up, um, uh-huh. middle of the winter, you know, I'm a heat guy. I love my heat on high, like, without question. So she came, she showed up, she called me, she said, I'm downstairs. I said, all right, went and opened the door, and she walked upstairs into my apartment, right? And when she walked into the apartment, the first thing came out of her mouth was, man, it's hot in here. So I nicely asked her to leave. I nicely asked her to leave. So, because I felt like, man, you just got in here and you're complaining already. Like, you know what I mean? Not, hey, nice, nice place. I like this apartment. You know, like it's hot in here. It's the middle of January. I mean, hey, I paid my public service bill. It's supposed to be hot in here, right? So I was like, you know, I went the next day. I told my boys about it. I said, yo, man, she came to my house and, you know, and and she was complaining about the heat and <laughs> and I kicked her out. Oh, wow. So they was like, yo. They called me pie. They called me P they was like yo P man. I think you was a little over the top man. Like I think you should call her and apologize to her. And maybe she didn't mean it that way, but, but you still are, you still bugging out. So you was a little over the top with the way you handled the situation. So these are my guys. Mm. All right. Cool. Went home that night. Hit her up. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I want to mm-hmm. apologize by the way I handled the situation and, and you know. So um, let's catch a movie. I never forget the movie that was out. Why did I get married to?
0: Oh dang.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: that movie was a mess. It was yeah, good, it was. but it was it was sad because Janet had to she put her emotions into that because Michael had just
1: Yeah, that was yeah. 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 So yeah. that was the movie that was out. So in Jersey, we have this movie theater in the city of Clifton, New Jersey called Clifton Commons. So she said, you want to come pick me up? I said, no, how about you drive? And I drive because I knew I had something to do. I said, so we'll both drive to the theater. I'll meet you there. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll get the tickets. I'll get the tickets. We'll get some snacks. We'll go in. So we met at the theater. Uh, we got our tickets. So we're on the, the concession stand line because, you know, Trailers are always 40 minutes long. So we had time. So we're, we're getting, you know, snacks and stuff to go into the theater. See some friends of mine. They come into the movie theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're talking, hey, you know, you know, laughing and talking. I, said, I want you to meet my friend, you know, introduce my friend to my peoples. And um after they moved away, she was like, your friend. I was like, yeah, my friend. Like, what else am I supposed to introduce you at? So this Charades went on for like, I mean, I just far too long for me anyway. So we get into the theater. We're watching the trailers. And she's still going on about this, this whole friend introduction thing, right? First of all, how could you ever think you was even a, was like, more sign? than a friend? What? I have no idea. I promise you I have no idea. You know, okay. So my but thing I was, was how how could you this, even think you was more than a friend mm-hmm. when I just kicked you out of my apartment for complaining about the heat, right? So let's this is me apologizing to you don't make it bad a second time. So we're in the theater and she's she's still going about it. I said right, it's cool. Again, my and my lady will tell you this, she she's in the chat. I don't do confrontation. I don't I don't like confrontation at all. I like to discuss something and get it over with, but if things are becoming loud and boisterous like I I'll I'll bow out. I don't like confrontation. I don't like the attention. I don't like people raising their voice uh or any of that. So we we're sitting in the theater and I'm sitting there and I'm drinking, you know, my my, my juice and, you know, and she's still going. I was like, I need you to do me a favor. She said, what's that? I said, can you hold this juice for me? I got to run to the bathroom. She's like, OK. And I'm walking to the bathroom. And this thing is still playing in my head, like her just going on and on and on. I'm like, I'm not going to sit through this movie listening to this. So I walked out the theater, got in, the, got in my car and I went home. And I just left her there at the theater. And I just never reached out to her again. But that, I say that to say, I say all that to say this though, right? That was me, that was helping me gauge whether or not I had forgiven everything that had happened, right? Mm -hmm. That was me gauging whether I had healed myself totally, right, Mm -hmm. and whether I was ready to move forward and get into a new situation. Those are processes that people just refuse to take. So they don't do these things and they end up coming from toxic, carrying toxic with them, creating more toxic with another toxic individual. Mm -hmm. And then like, and we just have these ongoing relationships, man, where they're not working out. So even if people try to stay together, they're not together, you know? And and it just becomes a tough cycle to break, a tough cycle to break. So I implore everyone that, that's going through some sort of breakup, even if not marriage, man, just a long-term relationship. Take that time to be with yourself, go through the process, make yourself a better you so that when you move forward, mm-hmm. you're good, your focus, your intentions, you're intentional about who you are and you're not lying to yourself because if you're lying to yourself, the person that you're in with, you're definitely lying to them. So I implore everybody, man, to just take care of yourselves, man, mentally, emotionally, physically, like because you are, you're all you have. And especially if you have kids, if you're not right for you, how can you be right for them? How can you be right for your mate? So, yeah, you have to, man. You just, you just got to do the right things, man. So I learned to be that way. Um, and it taught me a lot of patience. It taught me a lot of patience. It made me a better person. It made me a better friend, you know? Um, and it it made me a better dad though, because it it taught, because I was one of them dads too, who felt like, you know, I paid the bills. So my kids really don't have an opinion, (laughs) <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna do it? like whatever it is, it is whatever I say goals, like you know. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. And I'm still like that to a certain degree though, because sometimes, man, these kids they reach a certain age and they just feel like they can express to you in any way now, but we can't do we're not doing that, and you're not going to do whatever you wanna do whenever you wanna do it, because <clears throat> if you were able to care for yourself then you wouldn't need me in certain areas. <laughs> so like, yeah, we we definitely um try to make sure we're open-minded and open for discussion and be able to, man, be, you know, patient enough where we can help help somebody because everybody may not take that same process. So at least I can help you heal while you're with me versus me saying, oh boy, another, you know, scarred individual. Like, so yeah, it's it's important. Those things are very, very important.
0: That is true. So with the whole writing process, like I I can remember writing my senior thesis for grad school and I hated that. That was like too long or whatnot. So I can only imagine like, was that challenging? I mean, was in terms of um, the process itself, many don't understand because they may have not written past like a certain, you know, level or whatnot and what what did you enjoy the most about the creative process of writing in general
1: well i'm a writer by nature i do i do all the term papers i do everybody book reports all the kids my kids my ladies kids i do all the writing like that's just who i am so Mm. that i've always been that individual like even the family i write all the 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 poems for the family (laughs) funerals and stuff like that so yeah writing has always been my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The book, it was a different animal though, because um, you had like, you had to build the chapters. You had to make sure this, these components went with the chapter title. Those components went with the chapter title. And um, just the process alone um, was fun for me. I'm I'm weird. I'm kind of weird. Um, when it comes to like geeky things, right? Because it's like, if something's going to challenge me, I'm all for it. Like I'm going in because I like, I like to see the end result. So I get excited about the process because I always like to see what's going to, where what, what it's going to lead me over. So um, when I decided to write it, A, I, um. I checked in with the the young my my lady the missus and I was like listen, I got this idea. I said, "What do you think?" She was like, "She don't know any better neither." She's like, "I think you should go for it." She just thinks like everything I say, I'm I can do, I can do. Like, but I was like, "Okay, so I'm gonna do this." So I did. So I really just started with jotting down how I felt about the whole situation, the whole marriage situation, the whole separation, the situation, the divorce, the, you know, the raising the kids. So I just, I just daily just started jotting stuff down. And then after I did that, I kind of came up with a a blueprint. And then from there, I wanted to know what other elements I wanted to add to the book. Right. So I said, okay, I want to add elements of divorce. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted everybody to see the numbers as far as divorce rates and the, the type of people that get divorced and how many people after they divorce get right back into a marriage. So I wanted to show all of these elements as well. And I wanted to, you know, just um, show elements from, you know, so I have where certain doctors shared certain pointers on how people Perceive certain things, so I just wanted to kind of bring all this together, and and pretty much, man, that's what happened. It kind of fell it kind of um, all fell together as I started, you know, putting the components together, and I was able to kind of relate my situations with statistics in a way where it all kind of meshed together, so that people can see that, hey, you know we all, you know, we all deal with something in life and it's not just me, it's not just me. But overall, I just wanted to come from a man's perspective and just to kind of show people, man, that everything, like you said, don't, doesn't always have to be muddy and messy and everybody doesn't always have to be angry. You don't always have to leave your kids behind. You don't always have to just be mad at the world. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to show, um in the book, man, where we could kind of avoid these breakups mm-hmm. and these divorces, you know what I mean? Um, just think about it when you first got it, you when you first get into a relationship, what, what's your biggest argument when you first get into a relationship?
0: What you gonna eat? No, yeah. well, that's what that's one of them. Some people say, um, it depends on the situation because with the elements, because if you have kids. Some people argue about don't tell don't tell my child what to do, but no, you're no, not no. going to no. my but child. I'm talking about when not... you
1: first, when everything is fresh and you're super in love, what's your biggest argument? Uh, no, you, know hang word no word. you hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you hang <laughs> no, up first. No, that's not my no, argument. No, you hang up first, right? So because nobody wants to.
0: No, that's not know, my
1: argument. <laughs> be apart from me. But, but even in your younger days, though, right, because nobody wants to be apart. From Nobody, nobody so did
0: that. Nobody yeah. did that. No.
1: Wait, okay. Remember? I remember.
0: No, well, okay, I'll say this. So um my high school sweetheart. Uh anyway, no comment. I don't like to get him no uh, play. But uh, anyway, so um he was like like he didn't like getting off the phone. And so he would like fall asleep. We would fall asleep on the phone.
1: See, there it is. Because <laughs> it nobody, was never
0: Argument. We, it was never but, but argument. I'm saying though no,
1: nobody. But he uh, never wanted to get off. You never wanted to and get for off.
0: For those right? watching, y'all better not say his name.
1: For, so so you <laughs> never wanted to get off, and he never wanted to get off, right? So and what's up, D Silva? So um, <laughs> we so again never wanted to be apart in the beginning. Everybody always wanted to be together, right? Ooh. So. What happens is in some way we tend to lose that, right? Yeah. We tend that newness wear off. Now now it's I'm tired of this nigga. I'm tired of that chick. You know what I mean? So the thing is, I, I also wrapped it up where I we could, you know, I wanted to share with people how they can keep everything fresh, mm-hmm. how they can, you know, keep their love, you know, going, man, flowing for each other. And and instead of at some point you know, losing the emotions behind it and just going through the motion, how we can remain emotionally charged, emotionally emotionally intimate, where we can keep this thing going in a way, man, where, where we're not tired of each other, where, you know, although we may have those points where you may have to go over there and breathe, I may have to go there, over there and breathe, at the end of the day, we're still connected, right? So I wanted to write, I wanted to cover those areas as well, man. Even things from dating each other, don't never stop dating each other. That's I true. mean, don't never stop rubbing her feet. Don't <laughs> never stop rubbing her. Just just like, you know, it's funny, yeah. but these these are little these are little components, man, that matter. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. because we always start off with doing all these things. Then after a while, these things become proud. Oh, I'm not, I'm not rubbing your feet. Oh, I'm not like, why though? You know, so if you say you still love me and you're in love with me like you did in the beginning, why the attitude shift? So sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to check these things. Right. And sometimes we got to hold each other accountable. Hey, listen, guess what? You say what you want. But I remember when you told me that you'll always love me. Mm -hmm. I remember when you told me that no matter what, I would always do this for you. I will always be here for you. So we're. Where are we going wrong that all of a sudden now everything is a problem? So let's sit down, let's regroup. Sometimes you got to revisit things. You got to have these conversations. You got to go back to the blueprint, revisit it so that you can start, you know, rebuilding. People say we we fall. We always like people. We always get these sayings, man, and and we grew up with them and we ride with them. People say, mm-hmm. oh, people grow apart. That's bull. You allow it to fall apart. You don't grow apart. You allow it to fall apart. And because, like you say, we lose that empathy, right, and that sympathy for one another, right, so now somebody is feeling like they're being neglected emotionally, right? So we didn't grow apart. It fell apart because you stopped tapping into my emotions. You stopped caring. You stopped wondering how my day went. You know, so that's what happens in these relationships. So please stop using that line about, oh, we grew apart. No, we didn't grow apart. <laughs> it fell apart because here's the deal. If if you continue to love someone mm-hmm. the way that you start out loving them, mm-hmm. there's no way you can lose that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes and no, yes and no. There's
1: no way you can lose that. It
0: there's not, you know why it, you it can't
1: is. lose it? Because again, uh-huh. The line of communication along with understanding the communication never dies. So, most but some people just
0: want to leave, though. That's the thing. Some people that's, just want to leave. That's not
1: about them growing apart. Again, that goes back to the beginning of this interview or this conversation mm-hmm. you and I have. It. It's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. selfishness in some people. Some people are selfish. So No, but what does somebody, somebody tell you that. up
0: front? They don't want to be with you. They were upfront with you. They did not want to be with you. And they were being nice, like very kind and telling you, yo, I don't want to be with you. I like I you as a friend. I don't want to be with you.
1: Respect it and move on.
0: So I dated somebody that did not want to like, there's like, no, you know, I love you. And I'm just like, I don't want to be with you no more. Like, I mean, you good as a friend. We could be friends, but I'm not, I'm never marrying you. We never walking down that aisle. You a good person and we cool as friends to this day. But I never, I was just like, somebody's like, did you really tell? I said, yeah, I told him ahead of time. And That's and this so. is no disrespect to that person, but they finally got it. But it was just like,
1: we, we've been there. I've been there before. And and yeah. I, and, and for me yeah. though, I, I appreciate the honesty and the direct, you know what I mean? Because my thing is I'm going to keep it 100 with you and I'm going to be straight mm. with you because I don't need you calling me later saying, So what's up? So if mm-hmm. I tell you right initially mm-hmm. upfront how it's going down, mm-hmm. then we don't have to have that back end conversation. So, no, yeah. I appreciate that. So if somebody does that, then again, it's just not a feeling. Again, like you say though, you may love them, but, but you you're didn't not have
0: in love a, with them.
1: Not only that, you didn't have a love with them. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you guys shared a love with one another, and my sister is in here, she said it, when we grow, our love must grow with us. So that's where you guys have a love together. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people are like, I love you, I love you too. Or they'd be like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. What does that mean, I'm not in love? You just told me you love, what do you mean? No, it's just that we don't have a common love together. So that's why we can't, you know, do things to allow it to grow you have a certain type of love for a person and that person have a certain type of love for you but y'all don't have a love as a unit you know so it's it's tough for that to you know so yeah it's it's that it's definitely a difference Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's a difference
0: i I definitely i definitely get it so in the process itself, did you look at anybody's like different writing styles, or did you develop your own writing style i mean did you did you know in i guess like in hindsight where you wanted to go in terms of the style
1: uh yeah i yeah, I didn't want to copy. You. Uh, no one else's style or or what they wrote because again this was my journey this was my transition so I wanted everything about it to be authentic I wanted it to be I wanted it to come from me in every way so um did I look at formats or how to format an actual book I did because I never knew how to format a book so um even on down to novels are written a certain way formatted a certain way um certain, you know, um, uh, scary books are written Mm. in a certain format. So I definitely looked at um, the genre and the way the books are formatted because I definitely wanted to be in line and in tune with, you know, whatever the the necessary pieces needed to be. So when I presented the book that, you know, it was professional. So I did do that. But as far as the writing style, no, I I just wanted to kind of, I wanted people to um, hear me when they read it. So the same way I speak is the same way it was written. So That's a
0: good thing. Because sometimes when you read a book, you get bored. Like, oh, this is boring. Because it's not in a way that you want to hear it. And then some people, yeah. they write it the way, you know, they write it in plain language where it's easy for people to understand. And you, some people, they write it in a way where, okay, I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not going to understand this. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. Listen, yeah. Wait,
1: wait, wait, I'm not a rocket scientist. So I'm not trying to, like, I articulate. I've always been that person. And I've mm-hmm. always, you know, approached things differently. But no, mm-hmm. I'm not writing it in a way where, because I wanted, first of all, I wrote it with, with um, my brothers in mind I wanted the men to be able to pick this up because we're not known for reading we're not known for reading so I wanted them to pick it up and it kind of be an easy read for them you know so I that's that was that was my um go to my target in terms of me writing it because I had the men in mind and I wanted them to be able to pick this book up and say wow that was it was pretty cool I like I like what I read here. And, you know.
0: So in terms of, and that's, that's a good direction to go about that. So in terms of the mentoring, because I know you won some awards or whatnot. So the one with Alpha Phi Alpha and like, um, how did, how, how did that happen?
1: Well, that was uh, this vocal competition that they did in the city of Patterson, Alpha Phi Alpha, Fraternity, they did it, mm-hmm. it's called the black and gold idol. So I have ties with music. I used to do tour management and things of that nature for you know, uh, past groups. So when I went to one of the shows, the former member of Riff, I know Mr. Skip Del Van Rensselaer, um, asked me to one day come back and be a guest judge. So I said, sure, because he knew I was into music. So I came back and um, I was a guest judge And he was kind of like excited about the way, you know, the judging thing went and people were kind of excited about it. It Oh man, I like, I love, love his angle. I love the way he come, you know? So he asked me would I be a permanent judge on the set and which I did. So while doing that, I, I really stepped up and stepped in to help kids develop different things. So I didn't just show up on a day where the competition took place. I kind of made myself accessible to these young people. So if they wanted to share with me whether it was music or whether it was something personal, I just, you know, open myself up where I could share with them and help them, you know, to achieve some of the goals that they set forth. So um, in that particular process, during you know, in that process, Skip was like, he noticed what was going on and he noticed how the kids and the parents were like, wow, this guy is really, you know, he's really made a difference and an impact. So that's how that particular award came about.
0: Well, that's awesome. Like a lot of people, like literally, they don't get those type of things. So you know, that's that's awesome.
1: Well, the award means nothing. Um, it's the it's the positive influence and the positive impact um, that I have on the younger people that means the world to me. Because even during these things, I always had my kids with me so that they can see these different, you know, acts of kindness so that they can grow up and become those individuals as well. So I don't really trip about the award. It's just knowing that when I see these young people now that have graduated from college that now have children, uh, you know, of their own, and they seem to, and they still feel the same way about me that they did back then is, you know, that's rewarding enough for me.
0: Yes, definitely. That's awesome. So how has the COVID affected your outreach during, I mean, in terms of the mentoring?
1: It hasn't. It actually had, I, I actually kind of enhanced it because people are going through some things, man. And not everybody, like we discussed, not everybody knows how to navigate emotionally, man, through different situations. So they need that. And so people knowing um, who I am, they would definitely DM me and you know, ask certain advice for certain situations or how to get through certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm not—I'm not perfect. I don't know it all because sometimes I need to reach out to people as well. Um, but I've been able to, you know, share with people honestly, openly, and honestly. I never want to tell anyone anything that's going to hurt them in the long run. So I just always try to be as honest as possible, so that you know. Although it may sting <laughs> when I tell it to you, at the end of the day, you'll be able to avoid certain things from happening because because of the honesty. So I'm transparent when it comes down to you know helping people. So it definitely hasn't affected it um, by any stretch of the imagination. This definitely has opened um, more avenues up for mentoring and helping people you know cope with and get through you know different situations.
0: And that's awesome. So where can I know we can find you on Facebook? Is is, you have a Facebook page? I I know
1: you got IG. IG. I got got IG, Little Pie McElvin. I have Facebook, Little Pie McElvin. I'm not running from anyone, so yes, I use my names. So (laughs) so yeah, it's um little pie mcelvin on Facebook, little pie mcelvin on Instagram as well. Yep. And I also have a website where you can uh, see the different services that I provide in terms of uh, uh, tutoring and mentoring and things of that nature, relationship and personal life coaching, those types of things. So my website is www.littlepiemckelvin.com. The same way you see it on the screen, is just all together, L- wwwl dot ncom So that's where you'll learn most of the things about me. And we also have the book that's now on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, I put up the link. The book is on Amazon and you can possibly, I'm not sure I'm, I'm ha- I got to get my website fixed. Some people have been trying to purchase the book through Amazon and haven't been able to, I mean, through my website and been having issues. So people that want a, um, an actual copy of the book, a signed copy of the book, just inbox me and uh, I'll send you my cash app. And then that way I'll go ahead and sign copy and I'll get it out to you.
0: It's definitely on Amazon. Cause I checked So oh, check it? out it,
1: Amazon. It better be there.
0: It's on Amazon. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's I, on Amazon.
1: You, like all the writing, And getting it edited and creating the design cover for it, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. You know, that's been the toughest part of this book. Mm -hmm. Getting it up on Amazon because you have to have it aligned a certain way, and I was like, man.
0: I heard some stories. Amazon be putting you through this. Yeah, you you have to go through some stuff to get on
1: Amazon. I said writing the book and putting it together was easier than getting it up on Amazon. So yeah, I did. but I finally got it up though. So you'll see the cover because it has four pictures of me, right? Mm -hmm. Which those four pictures represent the different phases that I was going in through my transition. So that's what that cover was about. So you'll see it though, but please support. And I promise you it's a good read and I'm not just saying it because I wrote it. It's definitely a good read and there's something in there for everyone in every situation, man. Cause even if you didn't go through the same journey that I went through, just the processes alone will allow you to attack your journeys and get through them a little easier. So yeah, please pick it up. You'll love it. I promise you, you will.
0: And that's the book, everybody, for everybody who could see that.
1: Yes, Transition My Journey. Yep. That's me.
0: And so in terms of publishing, was that, you have to cross a lot of hurdles for that.
1: Well, I'm a little stubborn, you know. So, in terms of publishing, I did, I met with four different publishing companies and I presented them a finished product. However, they still wanted like 60 something percent on a book. Mm. So, I said no. I wrote it, I spent the money to have it edited. I spent the money to have it formatted. I created my own cover. Why am I giving you all of this money for my project? So, you know, and again, I came up in the music business, so mm-hmm. I understand the publishing and the numbers and the percentages. So, I said I'll just take a chance with it. I'll just put it out myself and ho- in hopes that, you know, we'll reach. So, I'm I'm here for the long haul, I'ma grind and I'm gonna grind it out because I know it's a good read and I know this book could really help some people get through some things. So I'm gonna push it as, as hard as I can and I'm never gonna give up on it.
0: As you should. That's good. Like I know a lot of people I hear stories about the publishing, that's always the the hurdle. Like they have everything together, but it's always the publishing that always gives them that little
1: Yeah, because problem. they're, they're yeah. greedy, man. These people are greedy. They just wanna just like sit back, right? And not contribute to anything that you, you've, you had going on. And then just take all of your, just because they have, they think they're entitled to it because they have this particular platform, which mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I still have to do the same things independently that I would have to do with the publishing company mm-hmm. create interviews go on interviews and and share the story with people so that we can sell the book so you signing with the publishing company doesn't guarantee you book sales so why that's true so I you know my advice to all independent writers just remain independent just like my advice to all independent artists to remain independent on your own everything so that when you do hit that that situation where it becomes a success for you, you benefit off of it totally.
0: Make sure it's copyrighted, trademarked,
1: oh, trademarked, sure, copyrighted. Yep. Listen, mm-hmm. you 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 can't listen. We just got finished watching the versus battle with the eyes these and Earth winning and Fire, Oh yeah, right? yes. And you got in between the sheets. That's been, I mean,
0: sample so times. Yeah,
1: over a hundred. 40-something times, just mm-hmm. that one particular record. Actually, no, that's probably in today's time. Like, But he never sold his publishing, so that man is making, like, so don't give up your money, man, because even if it doesn't pop for you right now, then residuals will look good in the end, man. And
0: it, own your masters, too, on, make sure yeah. you own your masters. Own like, all yeah, your masters, yeah. man,
1: so don't yeah. be an independent artist. And because someone has a little platform and tell you, "Oh, I can get you this amount of people to buy it," you sell your soul. Like Prince got you guys out of that. Yeah. Don't go back into it. Don't go back. Yeah, into
0: Prince it. was, and then also Tina Marie, she had something too that educated people. Yeah. Mar- Mariah Carey, she yeah, educated some people. But again, Prince, stuff. Prince yeah. set
1: Prince. He set. He it set up. the he tone. Put, yep. yeah, he put himself out there first before anybody. Yep. Because I remember when he... um, He
0: changed his name because of that whole thing.
1: And then the the album he did, he was um, on a world tour. That's when he Mm -hmm. was wearing them pants with his booty out, right? And in order to purchase the CD, you had to buy a concert ticket. So that's how he was doing it. And he said it, man. He said, I may not sell millions of CDs, but even if I sell... 20,000, 30,000. I still make more money being independent than I will with someone else owning my stuff uh-huh. and selling millions of records. Because
0: he's with Warner Brother, I think, at one time. Yeah, he was with
1: Warner. Yes. And now
0: Warner Brothers not even, it's just Warner now. It's just it's Warner, Music Group. Yeah, Warner, Warner Music, Music Group. They just but changed yeah, recently. Yeah, there's a,
1: it's a con- but they have a bunch of labels under Yeah, them, yeah, yeah, they
0: do. They do. So.
1: They, so. they hustle you though, but it's cool, man. Just own your stuff, man. Those,
0: what is, this, a 360 is it? The three hundred and sixty contracts is a three hundred and sixty or 180?
1: one hundred and eighty. It's three sixties. They yeah, think, man. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting people's performance, money, and like. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't do it, man. But and and I and I often tell people, and sometimes I have this problem with me mm-hmm. personally, man, mm-hmm. and not totally believing in myself. So mm-hmm. you got to really start believing in yourself, and and believing in your abilities, so that. That energy will portray
0: the right people, the
1: right people. And you can get out there and really get it. So now I'm, I'm to the point where, listen, I'm all for it. I'm all game. I'm ready to go. And we're going to fight, man. I, and I appreciate people like Katrina Hurts and Kick Up Your Heels mm-hmm. Entertainment, man, for taking me on and allowing me these opportunities you know, so I definitely appreciate her, man. She's the absolute best.
0: Thank you, Katrina. She
1: always tells me when I'm, um, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm like Katrina, you know, I'm nervous, right? Oh, you're you're doing fine. Like she just has like all this confidence in the world in me, but I appreciate her, appreciate her totally. And again, and we have the podcast Five Sessions, you know? Yes. That's on Facebook live every Sunday at 7 p.m. We just had, uh. Our good friend, Buddy Wikes from Mm -hmm. the legendary group intro this Sunday coming up 7 p.m. We got Platinum Group, H-Town. They're going to be on Vibe Sessions. And we we just like to kick it with people, man, and celebrate, you know, our artists as well. But, yeah, just keep supporting, man, everybody that's independent. These independent podcasts, these independent artists, these independent authors, we need you. And we need to come together, too. Stick and together. Start, start building each other man so we can help each other numbers grow yes you know bring your people to our platform our people to your platform and let's just start growing one another man let's start caring for one another that's just my biggest thing i always like to I care agree. i like to care for people i want i want everybody to love everybody i don't like confrontation i don't like hate i don't like none of that stuff man i want everybody to win in life so yeah let's let's be outside of this. Let's set it up. Let's let's start mm-hmm. pulling this together, man, where we're taking care of one another, loving one Amen. another. And whatever you guys do, man, continue to be safe out there, protect yourselves, Amen. protect one another, respect one another, and let's live, man, because life is like, man, we losing a lot of people yes. man, at a rapid pace, man. And so, pray
0: for DMX.
1: Please pray, pray for that brother, man. Um, We don't know. We could all sit back and be like oh it was an old overdose i thought he stopped we don't know man that's that's a whole nother devil man that if you've never experienced it you don't know what he's fighting so mm-hmm. that's a devil i never experienced so i don't know what he's fighting i just i'm just gonna continue to pray for him yep. and hope he you know hope he make it out and hope that this be his out to that particular lifestyle once he makes it out you know yeah. Um, positive brother, you know, just just devils and demons that he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's dealing with. So we got to pray for one another, man. Let's yeah. stop always trying to let's to stop figure always, out what's
0: going on with I, somebody. Like, just pray. For yeah. Them.
1: Not only yeah. that, it's it's not only that. We're quick to condemn. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean? cancer Yeah. yeah because people. it's not us.
1: We just oh 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 that's good for him. Oh, he should have. <laughs> like, yo, you don't know. Like <laughs> that stop. is so but horrible. Yeah, that's so is. horrible. It is. That really it is. is. But yeah. then. Yeah. But then when we personally go through a situation, we want everybody to have compassion and love toward us. When Mm -hmm. we just when we just kick somebody whole back in,
0: why are bad things happening to me? Look what you said about somebody. Look what you just said to somebody. Somebody and I will not, I will not somebody I used to date, they're like, Oh, I want to be married. Have you thought about getting married? I wouldn't marry you, so don't even come this way with that but like and and i'm like do you not know what you did to me though did you not know what you did to somebody but you want to i said wow and then they wonder why they don't never have nobody why don't never work because they have they until you have faced your you've done right by other people and you apologize everything you touch is going to be messed up
1: but you know what d i say this i often say this too right Mm -hmm. when you when you don't when you're close to someone Mm -hmm. And you don't condemn certain behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. That means you're complicit, right? So we're Mm -hmm. so scared to hold our friends, our family accountable, accountable, right? And we just become complicit, so we're a part of that and
0: enabling bad behavior. Yeah.
1: So listen, man, we can we can set the record straight without being disrespectful, without being rude, and in a loving way. But let's 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 start, man. Let's start holding each other accountable, man, for our our ways, man, our behaviors. You know, please. Again, though, it's just all about love. Everything for me and everybody that it's just all about love. I just Amen. I like to be happy. I like to smile. I'm a jokester, all that stuff. All that stuff. So yeah, let's continue to love one mm-hmm. another. Yep. This the summer that is heating up outside, people are taking their vaccines. Not everybody's taking their vaccines. I'm one of those that choose not to at this particular time. I just not, nothing, no theory, no conspiracy theorists or nothing like that, nothing negative. I'm just not a needle guy
0: Gotcha. and I'm an
1: educator and I know I'm gonna have to go back in into the buildings eventually, but until then protect yourselves, protect your space, wear your mask and just man, you know.
0: Eat healthy, do what you need to do, drink water, get your black seed oil, get your elderberry, all of that lemon lemon water and also stop competing with people be your own competition yeah because people they love to be in competition with people i ain't never seen nothing like it in my life like stop you you supposed to let it motivate you not um get you down
1: i I get me i get me right man my biggest my biggest motivation it's me competing with me being yes. a better me than I was a moment ago. Yes. So that's my biggest Amen. competition. You know what I mean? Amen. As far as everybody else,
0: who cares? Y'all, yeah, y'all good, yeah. man.
1: Your life is your life. I can't, yeah. I can't compete with your life. You know, I just gotta be a better me than what I was a moment ago. You know, yes. so and I have I have people that uh, you know, that rely on me mm-hmm. to be that. My mm-hmm. kids, they rely on me to be that my ladies, cause they, re- they rely on me to be that. Like I'm, I'm never that 40 something year old man that's walking around trying to be cool with my pants sagging so I can blend in. <laughs> or fit. I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I have to set certain standards as well. So yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. We're good. though. We're good. But again, though, I thank you so very much for so allowing welcome. me this opportunity to share with uh, these beautiful people on today though. Thank you so very much. You are so
0: welcome. And thank you for coming on as a special guest. And so thank you everybody for tuning in. And the next guest, April 17th is Miss Shirley Jones of the Jones Girls. Okay. So so stay tuned.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And listen, i tell you one thing. You have the best situation in the world with Mama Cooper she supports her baby man 100 and that's uh, that's such
0: my dad watches too he's not technology savvy you
1: gotta get him right yeah, i had to do that yeah. with my dad too he and, watches well yeah. moms and pops listen that's like the best <laughs> supporting cast you could ever have yeah. man and listen continue to support your daughter thank you that, that love means everything everything yes thank you Thank, thank
0: you. you to my family members that watch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes,
1: and to all my Friends, people that came that. in too. Thank sister, you, family. My sister, uh Elise Levine came in. Thank you. Uh mm-hmm. my lady Key, she came in. Mm-hmm. Uh my 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 partner, Danielle Silva from Vibe Sessions. She's the producer of the show. You know, she okay. keeps she keeps me and Nitty Green in line because you know, we don't always know, and sometimes we kind of step out of line sometimes but she keeps us straight she keeps us straight you know we yeah don't know I'm, no watch,
0: about it. I'm watching y'all yeah, yeah i was watching the one what was the one episode when when y'all were talking about um the netflix thing with someone or whatnot and i was just like mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah no question listen we're no, I, get, it.
0: I get it, I, we're get gonna it. Keep it I get it yeah we're gonna
1: get keep it 100 it. Yeah. but still sometimes yeah. though Sometimes she yeah. really got to reel me in though, cause I yeah, yeah, yeah I just keep it to one hundred from time to time. But yeah, yeah, she keeps us good though, man. And I, <laughs> I, I appreciate it though. I give her a hard time from time to time, but we appreciate it though. Yeah. But yes, thank you though.
0: Well, thank you everybody, and you have a great evening, and everybody stay safe.
1: Go get that book,
0: and go grab the book. <laughs> and also, I'm I'm getting vaccinated on Thursday. I'm getting Pfizer. Good luck. So yeah, yeah, Good I'm up. getting it. Cause I'm, I'm trying to, I, I need to travel.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm traveling, right. I'm still yeah. going to travel, but I'm, I'm that person anyway. I, I've always been a germaphobic, right? Like too, I'm, I'm, I'm that person. When I go to restaurants, I got to wipe everything down. I need my mm-hmm. glass. So so I've always been that dude. And I've all, and I've never liked people near me anyway. And, yeah, and it's strange because that's so annoying yeah, but I've been—it's crazy because I've been in the mm-hmm. the industry for years. Mm-hmm. So my family used to ask me like, "How do you even cope?" But so yeah, just stay away from me. It's cool. I'm gonna yeah. wear my mask, but just stay yeah. away from me. I don't like people. close I don't
0: to like me, people but, all close to me like yeah. that either. People get so mad about it, but it's like it's energies. No. Not, I don't yeah. like everybody' energy, y'all.
1: I, uh, you're my personal space.
0: Yeah, it's like respect. And, you yeah, know? and I
1: don't know you personally, so roll yeah. out, like, yeah, yeah. So people yeah.
0: get so offended when you like, you know, can you please give me fifteen feet? Yeah. Like, I don't. It's ca- like, don't come on now. It's it's yeah. common courtesy. Yeah, I honestly, I, would like I don't you to care. Respect that
1: I don't <laughs> care if you get offended because I actually yeah. move away from you.
0: Yeah,
1: that's, you know, <laughs> you. That's I you. agree. I agree. You, you hold on yeah. to that, but yeah, I'm I'm planning. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Vegas in June. so. Okay. But I'm going to still, yeah, I'm going to be safe. We're going to be safe, and we're going to do the right things, um, and we're going to make sure we get back safe. I, you okay. Know, okay. We're good, though.
0: Well, so, stay tuned and watch on Sunday, Vibe Sessions. Vibe the Sessions. The legendary H-Town will be in the building. Yeah.
1: On yeah. Sunday.
0: Is it at 3 p.m.?
1: Nope. 7 p.m.
0: 7 p.m.
1: Eastern, okay. Eastern Standard Time. Five okay. sessions. Myself, my brother Mike Nitty Green. Best you, all, you guys all know him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Lean on me riff. Menor you Vision. know, I
0: know who he is. He has solo low yeah.
1: I know. So you guys yeah. know him. So me and my brother, we definitely uh, yeah. we're on there. We show out some nights. Some nights we just you know have fun. And D come on there sometimes too, and we we fight with her. But you know, it's come on, man. It's a fun show. It is a fun show, it is. great yep. segments. Come come hang out with Vibe Sessions, you know, and go buy that book.
0: Go buy the book, Amazon.com. It's,
1: Amazon.com, <laughs> go with that book, yes.
0: The Transition, My Journey. There we go.
1: That's And listen, you can't miss it because it has this face on it four times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Four times.
0: Well, like, good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Y'all have a great night. Again, April 17th at 3 p.m. Miss Shirley Jones of the Jones Girls will be on. So check that out. Thank you. Good night.